I'm Sarah Tasker. I'm Jen Carrington. And this is Letters from a Hopeful Creative. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Jen. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We're back. We are back. I hope everyone's had an awesome break and is feeling good about the new start. And if you are, I guess, got any problems right now or struggling with something, please send us in a question because we'd love to dive into anything that kind of you guys are going through right now as we enter 2019. Yeah, we always try and pick really current letters. If you've written to us previously and we haven't had a chance to answer it, feel free to kind of rewrite it, send us an update on where you are at the moment and maybe we can pick it out again. So I read out today's letter? Yeah, please. Okay, so today's letter is from Tammy and she says, you two are such a joy to listen to and you truly have hope to the hopeful creative. Thank you, Tammy. That's Thank very you, kind. Tammy. Tammy says she's currently participating in Sarah's insta retreat, which is fabulous, of course. I have the of course. <laughs> <laughs> and her question is about fear. I fear that even after listening to all these incredible podcasts and finishing the retreat, I will still be exactly where I am, which is nowhere closer to a new business venture. Isn't that a terrible attitude to have in the back of my head? I want to be so many things and actually make some money. As a former retailer that closed my shops in the US in 2008, I have not been paid to do something in many, many years. I'm currently a homemaker with a husband who is close to retirement and I don't have a money plan. Travel photography, a podcaster, a personal coach, an independent business owner are all attractive to me and yet I cannot get a business service into the offering state. I hate to sound desperate, but I do need some help. I paid a good sum of money to a career coach in 2009 and that went nowhere too. I have a pattern here. Can you help? Hi, Tammy. First of all, I know Tammy from obviously from the Insta retreat that we're working on together at the moment. And I actually think this is a really brave letter. Like it takes a lot of insight into yourself to be able to recognize this pattern and want to face up to it. So I feel like, first of all, she should be giving herself lots of self-compassion and kindness for ending up in this place. I also think you're not alone. It's really interesting. A few weeks ago, I got a DM from someone and she was like, hi, Jen, I've been thinking about working with you. But the thing that holds me back is that I'm afraid I'm not going to give it 100%. Yeah. And I'm afraid that I'll let myself down. And we talked it out. But because I'm not in that space right now, and when clients come to me, they're not in that space because they're in the space where they're ready to commit mm. to doing the work. It kind of reminded me that there's so many of us, so there's so many people out there right now who... I have this fear of, well, what if I don't do this? What if I can't make it happen? What if I'm not capable of it? They're scared to even show up. Yeah, and it's fear. It is fear. It's fear. Like you can't describe this problem without using words like afraid and fear. Yeah. And I think at the heart of it, it's self-doubt. To me, what's actually happening is we're not giving ourselves permission to go at something 100% because it's better to not try than to try and fail. Isn't it better to fail by not trying? This is what we tell ourselves. Yeah. Than to give it 100% and fail and realise. It's the perfectionist thing, yeah. isn't it? It's that thing that like, you have an idea of how the picture's going to look if you paint it. But if you never paint it, that picture in your head stays perfect forever. Whereas if you start and actually mess it up and realise that you're not very good at painting yet because you've just picked up your first paintbrush then the results are disappointing and that illusion is shattered. I also think it's control. Yeah. I think to show up is to surrender to the unknown. Even then, if you mean you do now, it's still, even though we've got to a certain place in our business, it's still all unknown. Yeah. So I think we're too afraid to be in the unknown. There's actually some control in not trying because at least you're controlling where you are. Well, and the problem that Tammy is kind of describing, and I know that this is, this is key for a lot of people. You meet people who are serial course takers. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if anyone listening can kind of recognize that in themselves, that they buy all the programs, all the courses, all the books, all the coaching, but they never get to that stage where they put it into action. Exactly that thing that Tammy's afraid of doing, where they kind of over-prepare 
and never take that final leap. And I think that 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 starts early. Like we're taught that as girls at school, like you can't do it until you have learned enough, Mm. studied enough, got the qualifications, got the permission, been told you're good enough. And so it's no surprise that we get to adulthood and we don't have the skills to kind of take those leaps into the unknown and that we fall back onto that old pattern of like, oh, the answer is to educate myself more. I also think it's reframing the the entrepreneurial journey. Mm. It's not linear. It's not neat. It's not tidy. It's not something that you can read a lot of books on. And then you only figure it out by getting stuck in. And by making mistakes. Making so many mistakes, by get, being so lost and finding your way through it. That's how you like become a business owner. And we, you cannot get there if you stand on the sidelines. And so many of us stay on the sidelines because we're waiting for this clear path to be laid out in front of us. Yeah. Like Tammy said, you know, she can't figure out the offering that she wants to develop and she wants to be so many things. But if you're standing on the side, you're not going to figure it out. And we'll wait. We, I see so many people, they wait for it to become like clear and obvious. But really you have to get stuck in and be really uncomfortable and be a beginner. And we all hate, hate, hate hate it so I have been looking at piano lessons oh my god if anyone's been listening to me for a while you'll know I've been saying this for forever but I'm still at the stage of looking into piano lessons and I found a website the other day where you could put in how many hours of professional lessons you were gonna try and get in a week and how many hours of practice you thought you were gonna do in a week and it told you how long it calculated how long it would take you to get like out of beginner stage the point where you could play a piece quite well um and obviously like this is so obvious but the more hours of practice you could put in in a week (laughs) the faster that happened so I I initially put in what was probably quite realistic like I don't know like you know half an hour a week and it was saying years so then I was like oh well maybe I could like do an hour and a half a week like I've got time I could squeeze that in and all of a sudden it reduced by a third yeah I realize that this isn't saying much for my math skills but I think there's a (laughs) lesson there in that like we put it off because we don't want to be beginners, but actually that keeps us in the beginner stage so much longer. And it keeps us in that place of discomfort when we could be just powering through it and getting it out of the way. And so I think you're so right there. And I think something else I see that happens to a lot of people is they want to be like the fully grown business owner. Yeah. And they want to be all these people that you're following on Instagram and you're seeing, but you've got to be kind of in your your crappy messy beginning middle to get there and that's really uncomfortable because we have this vision of ourselves in our head as like being the successful business owner and we just want to be there yeah and we don't often see those in between stages like although everyone goes through it people are pretty clever about hiding it I could name so many people to you right now who I know who are hiding it on Instagram and projecting this like vision of flawless success and there's a lot of kind of smoke and mirrors involved and that's fine if that was what works for you and some people you know that's a business strategy some people it's just a way of kind of feeling okay with the process but don't fall into the trap of believing it just like all of those perfect bodies on Instagram the perfect businesses are also just as fake I also think the trap that those people fall into of buying all the things and doing all the things ultimately what you're doing is outsourcing your own like business growth yeah and here's the thing if you're buying a lot of courses say you've bought 10 courses in the past year you've got 10 people projecting onto you their belief system and their way of doing Mm -hmm. things if you're going to build a successful business you have to have the ability to build a successful business yes you have to develop like the intuition to do that and the guts to do that so if you're outsourcing all of that to somebody else you're not only going to get lost in all that but you're going to not be able to hear yourself that's so true because I like I'll take courses still but I'll take it and immediately be like oh I've bought the wrong one because this is kind of bullshit or like this just doesn't work for me and or you know this is amazing and I know what I'm going to take from it 
but you have to have that instinct and that intuition ready to go with so you know what you can take that's useful for you and what to leave behind and I always try and say that to people in the institute like you are the expert in your business or your account or your creativity I can give you suggestions I can give you tips and I can give you strategies but you need to learn like oh that feels too that feels too salesy for me or that feels too like compromising my my art and know when where your line is and you only really learn that by trying stuff out you've got to enter anytime you seek information if you don't if you enter it believing that they know better than you you've given up power yeah and it's just to say like anytime because of course listen to podcasts invest in courses if you feel if you feel aligned with that noise but go into it knowing tammy that you know first and foremost what you need because as you've seen listen to everybody else's noise isn't helping you yeah do you know what i mean like it's, it's just getting you lost and i think it's that belief i think i see a lot of people outsourcing that responsibilities other people also just from a marketing point of view there's a lot of people out there who want you to not trust yourself so you continue buying their courses yeah like people who will want to have you to need their hand in yours to take you on the whole business journey and you don't need it nobody needs that i i I mean i'm biased here because i know my approach to my work i know sarah's approach to our work but i know both of us we really want to empower our clients and customers to find their own voice and to find their own journey and kind of teach a man to fish. That Yeah, exactly. The, and so this isn't criticizing anyone out there who's creating things because there's so many awesome things out so there. So many brilliant people out there. But it's also having enough discernment to know what is procrastination on your part from doing the work and what is actual noise that's going to help you go deeper into yourself. Yeah, I get. I think sometimes I kind of reflect on my clinical work when I worked for the NHS a little bit on this as well because it's that thing of, if you are struggling with a problem that maybe a patient has presented for you, the instinct in a clinical setting like that is not, oh, I need to go back and learn more. The problem is me and I need to go and like go back to school. Mm-hmm. It's simply that like you're facing a new challenge you've not looked at before and you maybe need to spend some time with that problem and think about it from different angles. And you you assume you already have the answers and the solutions within yourself because you are a trained practitioner of what you do. And I think that it is the same in business, but it's so much easier to think that the problem is us. Yeah, and that they have all the answers. Yeah, that the answers are available. Because, and again, I think it comes down to that smoke and mirrors, because maybe if in speech therapy, I was surrounded by other speech therapists going, find out how I cured all my patients (laughs) and I made everybody talk in 20 minutes, (laughs) then I probably would feel like a failure and that they had some secret answers. But there is none of that. So you're able to trust your own kind of intuition and your education and your skills a lot more. I think Tammy said something really interesting in this question as well. She says, I want to be so many things. And my my brain went ding, ding, ding when she said that. Because, okay, I think we have been socialized to be something. And I think it's a lot more about who are we? What do we do? How do we feel? Because being is how we look to the outside world. So then you see business as kind of like a, like a status to build. Yeah. Really though, but the real work happens in what you do and how you feel when you do it and the impacts you have. And so it's just a slight mindset shift here. Suggestion for Tammy, if this doesn't feel good to you, totally ignore me. But the idea of what, like, what's below being? Like, what's deeper than that? Like, what do you actually want to do? Because the answer that I find the most clarifying sometimes for my clients is like, what are you passionate about? What do you want to spend your days doing? Because maybe, just for an example here, so you said, hey, travel photographer, let's assume 
that you actually hate being away from home all the time and that you hate being on the road and hate airports and hate airports and Tammy this could be completely wrong you could be the opposite personality this but you've seen all these cool travel photographers and you think oh my god I'd be awesome at that I'd, I would be awesome at being a travel photographer that would be such a cool job but in reality you'd much rather be at home writing and painting this is just, this we could be totally wrong here Tammy I guess it's more saying forget about what you're going to be and think more about how you want your life to look and you think more about how you want your life to feel being let's not care about that as much because that is just how our life looks to other people absolutely and it, it never feels like being on the inside like no. I don't feel like any of the labels people would probably apply to me on a day-to-day basis I just feel like the same person I was right at the start of all of this because who you are can't change it's just what you do with your time Completely. um I think it's interesting she also said about she's not been paid to do something mm. for a long time and again it's that that kind of black and white between like it only counts if I'm being paid yeah. and so you know I know Tammy has been she takes beautiful pictures and she has been traveling and taking pictures and sharing that but in her head that's not counting as as action because it's not no money. been making money and we do that a lot like we're the difference between if you're an amateur photographer and you tell your friends that your photography is your hobby versus you tell people that you're a professional photographer mm. is really interesting, like the social differences and the mindset differences that come with actually a very blurry line in between the two. I know there's working with a lot of clients who were stay-at-home mums and then the kids are growing up and then they're starting to define their own thing again. I think it's society has kind of made our worth so much around money that something happens if you haven't earned your own money for a long time. Yeah. And I don't believe this is right because I think we all have inherent worth no matter what we do and homemakers are amazing. They're- My husband will tell you, having taken over the majority of the homemaking responsibility over the last kind of year and a half, that it's a fucking hard job. Yeah, <laughs> but I think it does something to our identity within a capitalist society yeah where we feel less worthy or we feel less accomplished because people don't give a crap what pie you made last night or if you helped your sick kid or how clean your floors no, are or how you just showed up for the people you love they care well how much money did you make and how much did you achieve and I think you get lost in that because if the desire is just to just to make money so you can say you've made money that is really short-term growth there do you get what well, I mean well and it comes back to this identity thing it's yeah. like if I make money doing something then I am something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I can tell people at parties when they say, what do you do? That I do this. And again, Rory, my husband said this not long ago, he was saying, very morbid thought, but he was saying he was imagining his own funeral (laughs) and thinking, what would people be able to say about me? Because he used to be a deputy head teacher of a special school. Like that's, there's a lot you can say about that person. How do you describe me now was kind of his question. And, And that was something that we had to have a lot of conversations about because the worth of people who are out of kind of paying employment is not something we're very good at acknowledging. Well, you know, which is so funny, we've all read the kind of memoirs and the, you know, the late stage care nurses who say that on their deathbed, everyone says, I wish I worked less. I wish I lived more. Yeah. I was actually having, this is so funny, I mean, Alex was having this conversation a few days ago where I was saying that when we die, so one of my things that like triggers my self-doubt sometimes is I'm not obsessed with work. I love my job and I love doing work, but I would say when it comes to my identity, work's like not top of the list, like what I do. It's just kind of how I, I'm able to just make money doing something that I love and See, that, that I'm good sounds at. really healthy. So how funny that that gives you self-doubt. <laughs> so it makes me worry because we're inundated with noise that we should be ambitious and yeah. girl bosses and want to vomit in my mouth now. But it was funny. <laughs> I was saying to Alex, like, oh, I, like when I die, I'm going to say, oh, I'm glad I spent time with people I love. And so it's interesting how in life we're so obsessed with what we achieve, but in 
later on we care more about what we do and this is all coming back to Tammy so something I explore a lot with my clients is the idea of a business that we love and that thrives has to be the intersection of two things it has to be an intersection of what you need from that business for it to be enjoyable and fulfilling and it also has to be what does your business give to other people because if it's self-serving you get stuck yes. but if it's also just too giving and nothing for you well we lose the momentum and the energy to show the hell up for it yes I also really believe that we have to want to do the work as much as or if not more than we want to make money from doing the work totally agree the thing that gets me out of bed the thing that gets me to my computer is never the money it's always the I have to write this I have to put this out here I have to take this picture because it's in my head and I don't want it to disappear yeah I can't tell you how fast you can get burnt out just doing something for the money I've seen it with my clients in the past when you and it's really hard when there's a big part of you that is dying for that identity and that sense of achievement Mm. and you take a shortcut and so it's finding the intersection of Tammy what do you love what are you great at what do you think there is space for in the world that you could do that would leave your mark that would people would pay you money for and feel great about it because of what they receive how do you want to spend your days and how do you want to make money find the middle ground there so that you build something that serves the world but also is fulfilling to you and the treat here is that in that process you will find what you're searching for the success will not be the answer but your journey of creating something that's fully in alignment with you and gives you the fulfillment of what you're looking for I think that's where the magic happens totally and also in the mistakes along the way when you create something and you're like oh this feels kind of gross like this is the opposite of what I thought I wanted and having to pivot and move in a different direction like it's uncomfortable but it's weirdly it's less uncomfortable than this being held on pause I think of it as like you know this is showing my age but when you had cassettes tapes and if you hit pause and play and it was straining like it was ready to play the tape was taut it was pushing against the momentum and actually it took more energy to sit on pause than it would have done to hit play that's my beautiful analogy for the 80s kids amongst you (laughs) I feel like Tammy is gonna hate us a little bit by listening to this episode because Someone who has said that she's bought a lot of courses and listened to a lot of podcasts tells me, Tammy, that you like concrete, practical answers. Mm-hmm. You like a path. I'm just guessing yeah, here. Yeah. But the truth of it is, for you to move forward, you're going to have to get stuck in the messy middle. And you're going to have to ask yourself bigger questions than the questions you're asking yourself right now. Because what I find happens sometimes when people take a lot of courses is it pulls you into the minutiae too much. Yes. And doesn't, the, the big question is, what do you want to do? What do you want to do with your life? How do you want to make money? How do you want to spend your days? What do you think is the whole point of you being here on this earth? For the time of your life when you're making money, what do you want that to be for you? Now, I'm not saying that you have to do something that changes the world, but I'm saying you have to do something that actually feels good for you. Yes. And that you want to do. And you say, you know, you've shared that you're struggling to f- fit it all into her co- cohesive service. What I found for my clients when they come to me in a place where they want a business, but they don't know what the business is yet, is they try and fit themselves into a box. They go, well, I've seen that these business models work yeah, for people. Yeah. So let's try and, and then what happens is two steps down the line, they're out of alignment because it's not what they actually want to do. And their gut is telling them, wait, this isn't right for me. And the worst thing is if you go all the way down that path, you get so lost and so stuck. So you also can't want the business more than you want to do the work that's in the business. I think totally. that's a trap that people fall into. Yeah, and thinking about Tammy because obviously I, I've, mm. I know her from this Insta retreat and she has like you have been working through stuff Tammy like I can think about where you were at the beginning and where you are now and I can see the action steps that you've been taking but I wonder if you're shying away from the more internal stuff for that mm. reason that Jen said that you're looking for the more concrete steps so it is the concrete steps I'm thinking of when I think of the work that you've shared and that deeper kind of 
reflection, that time to really get really honest with yourself about what you want and what's in your way. It's not a comfortable thing and it's not a thing that we're often taught to make time and space for. And there's no course for it. There's no it's podcast for that. it. I would say that all, and I'm very, very, very biased here by saying this, and I'm not saying this to hire me. What I'm saying is the one person who can help you with that is one-on-one. Whatever yeah. that looks like, whether that's a therapist, whether that's a coach, whether that's a mentor, whether that's a friend that you say, hey, let's help each other figure this out. Mm-hmm. The one space that you can do that, I really believe is journaling can be really helpful. I was going to say journaling or even like kind of journaling questions, yes. but don't outsource again, like no, the direction yeah, yeah. of those thoughts. Or having someone to walk you through that who is not projecting their own expectations onto you. A safe place to do that yeah. can be really helpful. And I, something I find really helpful is figuring out what your non-negotiables are. So for example, say someone in your position who wants to start a business, but they just can't figure out what that looks like. Figure out what are the non-negotiables. For some people, it's, okay, money. It needs to make me a certain amount of money for this to be viable for my life. You know, most of us have bills to pay. There has to be some kind of realistic goal there. The other one is um, time and energy. So you can't start a business that needs you to work 70 hours a week when you only want to work 20 hours a week. So being clear on kind of what your lifestyle limits are. And then the other one is fulfillment. So for me, for example, a big no-no for me in my business is that I don't want to be selling all the time. That's just like, I don't want a business that means every day I have to be pitching myself and pitching myself. That's just a no-go for me. Yeah. So figuring out, Tammy, kind of what your non-negotiables are will give you some answers in this because different business models have different earning potential. Right. Do you get what I mean? So so for someone, for example, who needs to earn a certain amount of money because they're the breadwinner in their family and say they love painting, but they know that selling prints isn't going to make them enough money to do that, then you find the compromises in that. Do you get what I mean? Totally. Which again, we talk about loads in the Institute is like, which are the elements you're going to compromise on mm-hmm. and which are the elements that are non-negotiables for you? So I'm reckoning for Tammy, like some of this hopefully is stuff she's kind of already got an awareness of and it's maybe a question of just pushing past the resistance of actually committing to the things that she's already knows about herself and I think the resistance I'm a big believer that resistance is always here for a reason like there's always something we need to learn about ourselves whenever we experience resistance in our business or in our life and a lot of the messaging you will get around resistance is push past it like be strict with yourself. No Just failure. Grit. Yeah, grit. Oh my God, the grit. <laughs> and hustle and all of those words. And in my experience, that never works. You cannot bully yourself into action. Like, no, that's that just... That's just- and I guess for some people it does because some people go to those like boot camp fitness things people are wired differently aren't they but like some of us will yeah yeah so if it works for you and you're doing it already then go for it but for me and I suspect for a lot of people listening because they're probably quite similar to us what I have to do is bring bags and bags of compassion and look at myself and say okay well this is what I've done so far that's fine that's understandable I know why I've done that because it's scary and it's hard what do I need to change? What do I need to feel safe taking this next step? And how can I make it lovely for myself? Like, how can I make it enjoyable and fun and nourishing and exciting? And that can be something small, like you light a candle every time you sit down at your computer. It can be like doing an Instagram live every week where you share what you're doing and laugh at your mistakes. It can be absolutely anything. But don't subscribe to this idea that if it doesn't hurt or if you're not kind of forcing yourself that it doesn't count I'm actually really obsessed in my work of the place where compassion and courage intersect yes and we're told to intersect in totally different places but like what if you love yourself enough to show up and with kindness because courage takes showing up but compassion means you show up with kindness yes. because I also wonder Tammy 
okay, what we're modeled to us, because you have this ultimate fear of, basically, it sounds like you're afraid of what if I can't do this. I think we're told that only a certain type of person does this, a person who hustles, a person who works hard, an ambitious person. And that kind of makes you feel, well, where the hell do I fit into all this? Because maybe I'm a softer person or a gentler person or a slower person. Maybe that sounds like my idea of hell. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's sometimes don't believe that just because of the way you're wired means that you can't do this. Don't see your strengths. Don't lose out on seeing, don't see your strengths as weaknesses. Do you know what I mean? Because you being gentler or slow or figuring all this out, that's just who you are. And you just have to find a way to do this in a way that works for you. Don't try and fit yourself into the hustle mode or into the having it all figured out mode. Yeah. If you're not, if that's not who you are. And I mean, I could go on a whole tangent kind of a feminist ranting here. I've got a blog post for anyone who that resonates with where I talk about how you can be quiet and soft and still powerful. Yeah. And people don't recognize it. People don't know what to do with it if you turn up to a meeting with men in suits in a mm. glossy, one of those glass <laughs> meeting buildings in London and you're not playing by that rule book. Mm. And it's hard to be taken seriously and it's hard to take yourself seriously because it goes against everything we've ever had modeled to us by society, by movies, by books, everything. But Jen's right, these are genuine strengths. And I actually think there's kind of a quiet revolution happening where women are finding a way through that, finding a way to kind of brush off some of those unhelpful expectations and actually build something that is slowly changing the whole landscape of it all. Completely. And I think, and then the flip side of that is we have so much access to other people's success right now that we can feel really inadequate in the face of yeah. it. And so Tammy, I imagine, you know, the fact that you take Insta retreat tells me that you spend a lot of time on Instagram mm-hmm. <laughs> and something in there makes you, you know, the bit where you share that you fear after doing all the work, will you actually be able to do anything? And I guess it's, you have to go into this with the belief that you can. Because you already, it sounds here that you built a retail business. Yeah. And it sounds like you should it in 2008, which sounds like around the time the recession hit. I'm wondering, is there some trauma there? For you I was going to say the same thing. Is there something there that's causing a bit of a resistance? Because if you've been hurt by business yeah. before, of co- and then it's been a big period of time, like, of course, you're going to feel a lot of emotions that probably are linked to your previous business and are nothing to do with the business you want to start now. If I, I feel like if I could give you anything right now, Tammy, it would be some space and permission to just dream, to say, what do I want to do with my life minutes? What do I want to do with my time on this earth? How do I want to make money? Why do I want to make money? I think this is actually really helpful. Connect to why you want to make money and how much money you want to make and what that money's purpose is going to be in your life. Because I think when we are just, I just want to make money because money is worth, we get really lost in that. Yes. But if you figure out what money's role is in your life and what you're really searching for financially, I think that will free you up to make more intentional decisions when building a business. Because you won't be in that place of, I have to make money to be successful. It's, oh, I'm making money to provide for my family or to create a good life for myself. Do you know what I mean? Totally. I would say as well, like, use this time to experiment. Mm-hmm. Give yourself time to, and permission to just mess around and experiment it sounds like your husband's not retired just yet so potentially you've got a little bit of financial freedom still to maybe take some risks and play around and the thing that can trip us up when we do listen to a lot of other people's advice or take a lot of courses especially if they're competing advice is like from different people so we've got layers and layers of different things is you end up with a really narrow box that you feel like you're allowed to work within Mm. because oh but this breaks her rules and that breaks her rules and she said never to do this so kind of put aside for a minute everything you've learned, not because it's not going to be valuable to you, but because this is your time for experimentation. 
and just try stuff out. Have a week on Instagram where you live the life of a travel photographer. How does that feel? Have a week on Instagram where you tell everyone that you're going to be a podcaster and see how that feels. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. People are going to forget. People are going to move on. You are not trapped to being any single thing. And sometimes in the doing, we learn so much more than we ever can in the theory. And by nature you've then pushed past the barriers on things completely and I think on the other side of that when you feel ready to like a business needs ultimately to thrive some structure in the sense of it needs like a mission statement it needs a service it needs a brand when you feel ready there that's the real work to happen on the other side of all the discovery that you still need to do just to get to that home within yourself and so figuring out what do I want to do how does that look like what steps does it take to get this moving forward because the truth is until you start taking some steps forward you're not getting there. And it sounds like to me you don't have your answers yet. So you need some space to get to the answers. This is a, this is a really side note. But no one I know who is doing what they want to do in the world ever says, but she said I should do this, but she said I should do this. Yeah. And I say this to say that anyone out there who you think of as a guru or you think of as an expert, if you ever, in, if you in your head put them as better than you at knowing what you need, you've lost. Yeah. And I see this so many times with a client where we'll have a call and we'll dig deep and we'll hold space for them to figure out what they want to do. And the next call they'll say, yeah, but I read this blog post and this person said they've got to do this. And they stop trusting themselves and they pull themselves 10 steps back. And it's all because we don't believe that we have the answers. And I know I said this a bit earlier ago in this episode, but just to say that I think there's a big work here to do, Tammy, of you really accepting that you know what the hell to do here. And any gaps you've got, you can go out and seek advice to fill those gaps but you're not empty here. You you know what you're doing because anyone who's built a business from scratch has done exactly that, built it from scratch with no, from zero. Yeah. Uh, well, and looking at this, like it was 2008 that her stores closed. That's 10 years mm. ago. And you also mentioned this career coach. I know because Jen said working one-to-one and that kind of in my head, I was like, oh, but she did say she wrote with a career coach, but that was 2009. So we're still, I mean, it's now 2019, right? <laughs> so it was a, still a decade ago. So I feel like, let go of the guilt it sounds like you're holding for possibly for the business closing possibly for working and spending that money with a career coach and it not turning into what you immediately expected it to 10 years has passed you have grown you've changed your needs have changed and evolved and instead of seeing this as kind of a long path of failure that is the kind of thing you're describing here of like for the last 10 years I've not done any of the things I said I was gonna do it's the start of something new right now. You're, you're at a different place. And as Jen is saying, it's about figuring out what the you now needs, not what the people 10 years ago told you you needed. And don't believe the lie that being afraid means you can't do this. Because we're always so obsessed with like, how do how do we beat fear? How do we be bigger? <sighs> but the truth is, no, fear's along for the ride. I'm afraid. I, feel, I know I've said this so many times, like I'm afraid every single day Same. in my business. So your question's all about fear and how do you navigate it? And the truth is, you just got to walk with it and you've just got to be in the driver's seat. I would really recommend actually, um, I know I've talked about this before on the podcast, but playing big. Mm-hmm. I'm reluctant because I'm like, please don't take this as someone else has got the answers and you need to go in. But I think a lot of the things in playing big that will resonate for you, Tammy, will just make you feel less alone and hopefully remind you that actually everything you're feeling is part of the success what you're going through right now in this struggle is part of the success this is you being on the path this is you taking action you writing this letter in is you taking action action isn't only launching a website or selling a course Mm. or sending monthly newsletters action can be getting out of bed this morning and replying to the email action can be sitting on your own and thinking about where you want to go 
And when you start to actually look at how far you've come and, and recognize all those steps you have already taken, I think you'll feel very differently about your journey and about the momentum you've already got going. Any of us who want to do anything have to root for ourselves first. If we're working against ourselves and telling ourselves all this crap about who we are, we can't move forward. Yeah. And so maybe there's also a level of you committing to yourself in a loving way and not in this way where you're kind of saying, yeah, but I've not done anything for 10 years. I'm yeah. sure you don't know. I'm sure that the last 10 years of your life will be the foundations for whatever you do next. Like your life is yeah. the foundation. Well, and before that, I think it's really interesting that she's framing like her life ended when the shop 20, closed. 2008. And ever since she's been in this failed yeah, space. Yeah. Well, it's all it's all just a part of the journey. There's, those are not real boundaries. Those are not real li- lines in the sand. They, it's an ongoing fluid thing. And the you you are right now probably just started this morning. Completely. Okay, if I could give Tammy any last piece of advice, apart from work from the intersection of courage and, of courage and compassion, is, okay, I think any thriving business ultimately has a vision. It has a vision for what it's about, for who you are in it, what it wants to do in the world. And I'm not saying this to put pressure on your time right now to figure this out now, but I would say that's the path that you ultimately need to be going down is because once you have a vision for this business that you want to do, the rest is just energy because there's energy in that vision. So I would say any action you take right now needs to be A, developing and honing and exploring and discovering that vision and also you becoming compassionate for yourself and courageous and ready to show up and do the work and to love yourself in all this process too because a lot of the noise out there it pulls you into doing like how to build an email list or how to do this and how to do that but really what you need is a vision that is so truly yours that you can't do anything but build this business totally totally that's what gets me out bed every morning and gets you through the the parts of building a business that aren't as fun Mm -hmm. the only thing I would add to that then is turn up at your laptop just full of compassion and kindness and leave all of that guilt, all of that sense of failure, all of that shoulds and woulds and didn'ts, all of that behind every single time, every single time, because nothing gets done when we sit down and think about all the things we should have done yesterday. It only happens when we turn up and go, okay, well, what am I going to get done now? I think that's great advice. And if I could leave you one last thing, <laughs> how I deal with fear sometimes is I feel afraid when I look too far in advance. If I'm like, oh, there's things to do, just take it a day at a time. Yeah. Just break it down really small. Just say to yourself, okay, in this next month, I want to reconnect to my creativity and try and discover how I'd love to spend my days and maybe figure out what I'm really searching for in the money side of things. Just give yourself some time to dive deep. Okay, then the next month I'm going to, I've, I've figured these out. So maybe I'm going to experiment with some potential business models. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you and I both use the Get to Work book. Yeah. And there's a page that she uses for projects within that that I use in exactly that way you don't need to buy a special book for this like it's literally just a piece of paper but she has lots of boxes and the boxes are different sizes and I kind of anytime I feel overwhelmed I chunk it into those little tiny boxes and that's quite a big box because that's a bigger thing and Tammy this might appeal to you because it gives you that linear path yes of for something that feels too huge or too non-linear you can always break it down into I need to think about this I need to do a bit of research around that I need to spend some time deciding this you know, sometimes it's just a question in a box that I need to know the answer to. And you can tick them off one by one, even if you only answer one box a week. Not only are you making progress and you've got a lovely linear thing to follow, but you've got a record of how far you've come. Completely. And whatever you seek out right now to support you, seek out things that help you get closer to yourself. Yes. 
And the way to, if you're listening to something and you feel anxious, you feel like you're not good enough, it's pulling you away from yourself. That information might be perfect for you for a few months down the line when you're more at home with yourself, but whatever you seek out right now, help it go deeper into you and make sure it's making you feel as awesome as you are. Yes. Avoid anything that's making you feel not good enough. Makes you feel guilty or overwhelmed or full of shoulds then step away yeah press pause step away because i just don't believe shoulds ever get anything done no oh tammy i am wishing you all the best this year i really hope that we hear from you later on this year yeah you? well i'll be able to keep track of her in yeah. this retreat as well so i'm going to be holding you accountable tammy i want to see this <laughs> i want to see this year out with you yeah. so yes and anyone else listening if fear is getting the way for you right now just know that you're not alone and that it's not a sign that you can't figure this out everyone is afraid it's just what we do with that fear So as usual, we would love to keep this conversation going beyond this episode. So come and find us on social media or on Instagram or Twitter. Use the hashtag Dear Hopeful Creative because you're writing back to our Dear Hopeful Creative this week, Tammy. And tell us how this shows up for you. Have you been able to push past this feeling of not putting anything into action? Are you in a similar place? What strategies have you got? How does it show up for you? We'd really love to hear from you. Yeah, we would love to. And yeah, look out every Monday for brand new episodes. You can join us at letters from a hopeful creative.com and on social media. So on Instagram, I'm at me and Orla. And you'll find me at Jen Carrington underscore. We are going to be sharing new episodes every Monday. So if you've liked what you've heard so far, hit subscribe in your podcast app and be sure to leave us a review because it will help other people find the show. Yeah, and we can't wait to connect with you soon.